So, uh, hard day. And yet we worship the Lord with such joy. How do we do that? Hard day, hard year. A few months ago, I gave a message. What do you do when we grieve? I mean, what do we do when bad things happen? And, and I gave a word from the Lord a few months ago. We grieve and we worship. And though I got a different message today, kind of a repeat a little bit, I want to talk to you today about giving God a sacrifice of praise. That's what the Lord needs. That's what the Lord deserves, I should say, and that's what we need. All right? So let's pray, and, uh, and then we're going to turn to the Word. We're going to turn to uh, Hebrews 13. But before we do, if you could join with me on what God wants to do. Really, everything I just shared, it's family business, but it's kingdom business, isn't it? We pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as... So let's pray God's kingdom and His will into these situations that I've just talked about. Let's just, we'll take them, take them one by one. Why don't you just go ahead and agree with me in prayer. I'd love for you to pray out loud, out of your mouth, just like kind of mumble out loud or whisper or whatever, but just uh, all lead us in prayer. So Father, we thank you that you do have a facility for us as a tool for reaching more people for you and discipling more people. And so we thank you for that, and we ask that you would give it to us. Give us our inheritance, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, open this uh, gentleman's heart. We bless him, and we ask that you heart to, uh, to this proposal we're going to give him. Lord, I pray you'd speak to us as leaders. Lord, we lift up Chris Gall to you, and we ask your blessing be upon him that he would walk by faith, and he would sow into the things you have for him, that he would be faithful to you right now as Joseph was, that he would stand in faith right now, even as Joseph did, and we thank you, Lord, you will vindicate, you will raise him up, you will bring him out of this situation, and we thank you that he'll have a greater anointing uh, out of this, that you take bad things and you make them beautiful and you make them good, and so we bless Chris, we bless his brother, and his whole family, and Lord, we ask that you would give him release and deliverance uh, and vindication through this uh, appeal process. And Father, we lift up Dave and Cheryl to you, Brian's family. We ask that you would bless them and strengthen them and strengthen them in their faith. Thank you, Lord, that they were rejoicing in you despite this. And Lord, we thank you that uh, it's your will for Brian to fulfill his calling and to live. We ask that you would give boldness to me and to others to to minister with the power of your gospel like you've called us to. And we thank you, Lord, that he's in you and that he's alive in you and that we can rejoice in that, Lord. And so, uh, Lord, we just bless you today. We bless you. And we want to give to you a sacrifice of praise. We want to honor you today. And so we ask that you would lead us into this in Jesus' name. Lord, just, um, just ask the Lord. Just say, Lord, teach me to give you a sacrifice of praise. Just tell him. Just tell the Lord right now, just say, Lord, teach me to honor you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good. All right, so turn with me to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. And uh, man, what the enemy has stolen, God will restore. Amen. And I want you to stand on that promise for our church and for, for your life. All right. Hebrews 13. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, we, like I said, we looked at this a few months ago. And so what we're doing here is we're continuing a series called uh, Abiding Presence. And the Lord is teaching us to be a people of His presence. He's teaching us to be constantly filled with His Spirit. That's what we need, don't we? 
We need to be, we need to be tuned in, sensitive, very, very sensitive to the leading of his spirit. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. He was always connected to the father, always listening, always filled with the spirit. And that's what we need in order for us to gain victory, in order for us to see God's power, in order for us to be the salt and light in other people's lives or in the community that we're called to be, we need to be constantly filled. And so we've been learning how to be constantly filled, right? Be filled with the Spirit, speaking psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another. How do we get constantly filled? We need to be constantly doing what? Speaking what? Praise. He inhabits the what of His people? There you go. Some of you, some of you are getting this, right? He inhabits the what of his people? He inhabits the praises of Israel, the Bible says. We, if we're to be constantly filled, we need to be constantly praising. David said, your praise will continually be on my lips. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what we're going through, he's worthy and he is good and he's faithful and he is deserving. He's worthy of our praise. But we need to become a people of his presence and a people of praise What I've been asking the Lord for in this series is that we would really, each of us, individually have a breakthrough in a lifestyle of worship. Now, That doesn't mean that you're not doing it. I just mean that all of us would go to another level in our lives of bringing the Lord worship from our hearts, of bringing Him constant praise that we could be constantly filled, so that we could be a church that is saturated, inundated with His presence, constantly filled. So that in every opportunity, in every situation, in every problem, we would be able to hear from the Lord and do what He said, do what He wants us to do. And so in Hebrews chapter 13, we turn to uh, Hebrews 13 and verse 15 and 16, Hebrews 13 verse 15 and 16, as the Lord today is calling us to give Him a sacrifice of praise. So listen to this, it says, therefore... Verse 15, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to our God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And so in this passage the author of Hebrews is telling us that bringing to God thankfulness Words of thankfulness coming out of my mouth is a sacrifice. And so is when I give to others financially, giving them my time, sharing my resources and my goods with them, that God says this is a sacrifice. And with these kinds of sacrifices, with a heart of thankfulness and praise, with a lifestyle that we would give the gospel to people, give Uh, food to people, give clothes, give justice to people. God is saying that that is the sacrifice. That's us laying down our life to honor him, to help others, and that with those things he is well pleased. Now I'm going to talk more about uh, this idea of giving him, doing good and sharing uh, in the fall. But right now I just want to focus in on giving him a sacrifice of thankfulness. Sacrifice of thankfulness. When I... um, I literally think this way. I just want to give you like, this is just how my brain thinks, okay? And this is how I live my life. This is like one of those things that is the philosophy of my life. <clears throat> on my, on my uh, office wall is painted the scripture, Psalm 27, 4. One thing I've asked of the Lord, and this is what I desire, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him or inquire Him in His temple. Psalm 27, 4. 
This is such a, a focal point of my life. I put it up there because I forget all the time. And I have to constantly remind myself why I worship the Lord. Why I bring to Him a sacrifice of praise. And number one, I'll be honest, now I want to. Why do we worship? There's, there's really three reasons. Why do we worship? Number one is I want to be with Him. There's no greater joy than being in His presence. There's fullness of joy and eternal pleasures, the Bible says, in His presence. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. That's why David said, I desire to be with the Lord. And so the first reason that I come and I worship the Lord is because I want to be with God. He's so wonderful. When I'm in His presence, the Bible says, in His light, we see light, which means in His presence, there's clarity of thought. There's clarity, there's confidence in who I am as my identity. I can see uh, my purpose clearly. So I get into the presence of God and say, oh, man, this is what I was made for. I get into the presence of God. I think, man, now I'm confident in who I am. I'm reminded of the promises of God in my life. And, 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 and I just feel good. It's good to be in the presence of God. And so I worship the Lord because, man, I want to. Number two, I remind myself, the second reason is because I need to. Just like I said a couple weeks ago, if we're going to be filled, we need to praise. And so I worship the Lord because, man, if I don't do that, I won't be constantly filled. The Bible tells us exactly how to be filled with the Spirit. And, and I said, I remember I made that joke. I said, there's only one way to fly. There's only one way to live as a Christian, and that's to be constantly filled with the Spirit. In any moment I start depending on myself, I'm going to drop like a rock, right? Can you imagine a hawk just soaring through the, uh, the, the, uh, the atmosphere, you know, and the wind is just, he's just, the hawk is just catching this updraft. And can you imagine just, all the air in the world just sucked out, you know, gone. Man, that hawk, bam, hit the ground. Of course, then we'd all die too of suffocation. But anyways, it's a whole, it's a, you know, just focus on one part of my metaphor. My point, the moment I stop depending on grace, drop like a rock, right? And so I am constantly in need of his presence. If I want to be filled with that joy, if I want to be filled with that confidence, if I want to be, have that strength and that assurance and that resistance and courage to say no to sin, that's it. God's better. Why would I want to do that? That ability to say no to sin, it's because we're saturated in his presence. As I think a couple of our brothers have said recently, uh, it's, uh, saying, we're not saying no to a, uh, a million things. We're saying yes to one thing. Now, as a Christian, you actually do have to say no to a million things too. But uh, you know, it, the point is the motivation is you get into his presence, you say, oh, he's better. So I need his presence. I want to be with God. I need to be with God. But you know, there's sometimes I don't want to worship, you know? Sometimes you just don't feel it. Sometimes I don't even realize how much I need God. You ever been there? Where you're like, yeah, he's the air you breathe, but for some reason you just can go on in your life or your day and just be busy and just kind of as if you didn't need him. We do that, don't we? we? Really, our awareness of our need for him is actually quite lower than our actual need for him, isn't it? So there's a lot of times that I need him more than I will acknowledge. Part of faith is being honest about my desperate need for him, that if he doesn't come through, I, in fact, with, even with the facility recently, when I heard about the facility, the person said no. I said, let's pray. Let's pray. I just grabbed one. I said, I just need two, two or more. <laughs> you know? I said, Gary, just pray, agree with me. I said, we all know this was only going to happen if it's God. I mean, it's only going to happen if it's God. It's a miraculous favor we need, right? So faith is the acknowledgement that I don't have anything unless he comes through. But sometimes we don't realize how much we need God. We go through our day without actually 
connecting with him because we, you know, oh, yeah, I'm good. And there's times where we want other things or we just don't feel like it, you know. But there's a third reason I worship God. Probably guess. And it's the only one that really matters. I remember, I remind myself of all three probably every day. Did you hear me? I mean, I'm saying, Dave Turner, wake up. Thank you, Lord. I just want to be with you. Boy, do I need you. And I remind myself, but I say, Lord, there's only one reason. There's only one reason. You are worthy. That's why I worship. That's why I worship. And that's what it means to bring God a sacrifice of praise. Not because you want to. Not because you like the music. Not because it's convenient. Not because it's fun. Not because you even realize you need God, even though you need Him. There's only one reason to worship God. And it's because He's worthy. And if we worship Him for any other reason, it really is not a sacrifice of praise. And the great thing is, is when we worship Him, He blesses us. And so... What's interesting here is uh, in Hebrews 13, he says to bring God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips. And I've been thinking about this. Actually, a couple years ago, the Lord spoke to me about this. He began to speak to me about bringing to him a sacrifice of praise. And I kept thinking about the Old Testament sacrifices, the Old Testament sacrifices. And there's something about God. He, he, well, he wants the best, doesn't he? He wants the first of our life. He wants the best out of our life. In Leviticus chapter 1, uh, it says, hey, if you're going to bring a burnt offering, so back in the Old Testament when they were to bring uh, animal sacrifices, he said, I want, he says, if it's going to be a burnt offering, he says, I want a, a male lamb without blemish. See, back in those days, they could just say, oh, here, uh, that guy's got a blind eye and a limp leg and He's about, you know, 50 years old. Just sacrifice that to God, right? In fact, in the book of Malachi, God says, would you give that to your governor? Man, would you, would you, give, would you, would you give that gift to, 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 your, the, to the leader of your, to your, of your community? Would you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to go meet President Obama, would you say, like, uh, here, go get that, go get that uh, iPhone that's broken, and we'll give it to him, you know? Would you do that? Would you, if you were dating a girl, would you say, Oh, I got some dead flowers in my backyard. Oh, let's do that, right? Would you do that? Would you do that? Would that fly? And yet God is the king of kings who created the world by speaking it into existence. Nothing exists without God. He's the source of everything and he holds it together by his will, by the power of his word. If he didn't want things to exist, he'd just say, oh, I'm done. Uh, you know, like, you know, good thing God's not like a two-year-old. I'm done with this toy, you know, Right? He holds everything together by the power of his word. He deserves the best. And the thing about God is he actually thinks he does. He says to us, I want your best, I want your first, I want your all. Because he's worthy of it. And so I've been thinking about that. These Old Testament sacrifices, and I don't mean, obviously Jesus is the sacrifice for us to have our sins atoned for. But I'm talking about in the Old Testament where they would give to God these thank offerings, these free will offerings, the Bible calls them, where you come to God and you give to him a sacrifice of praise. He wants the best. He wants the first. Listen to this, some of these verses about God's worthiness. Ro uh, Revelation 4. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. 
Revelation 5 about Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne, that's Father God, and to the Lamb forever and ever. Because He created the world. Because Jesus shed His own blood to purchase us so we could be saved, all of our sin forgiven, and for all eternity have eternal life and reign with Him because that He's worthy. Amen? He's worthy. Romans chapter 11 says, from, or, uh, of Him, or from Him, through Him and to Him are all things. He's the source of everything. We've talked about this recently, that everything is by His grace, and therefore it's to His glory. Everything is from Him, through Him, and to Him. Everything. So in everything, in everything He's worthy of our praise. There's not a breath you breathe that is not because God gave it to you. Amen. There's not a dollar we earn that God didn't provide it. There's not a moment we live that's not because God chose to create you, love you, and has a plan for your life, an intimate relationship with Him and a purpose that He wants you to fulfill in Him. He's worthy of our praise. This is why in the Psalms, we're commanded to praise God. Listen to this in Psalm 29. I praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Sorry, that was Psalm 29. Or I'm sorry, that was Psalm 147. I did one of those skip the lines thing. Let me read that again, because I got, I got distracted, not you. Listen to this again. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praise to God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. The Bible says, man, it's good, it's right to give Him praise. It's a beautiful thing. And then Psalm 29 commands us this. Give unto the Lord, O mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Every day, every day. Lord, I come and I give you the glory due your name. You are worthy of all of my worship, all of my praise. You're worthy of all of it. You're worthy. You're worthy. And I bring to you the the glory, the honor, the praise, the blessing. Do your name because everything's from you. It's all through you. It's all to you. This is all for your glory. See, we actually have to position our hearts in this, don't we? We actually have to hear the, the Bible actually command us to do this. I kind of think of this as like easy obedience. I mean, think about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, flee sexual morality. Some of us have got that down, some of us not, right? Praise the Lord. You're like, boy, I'm not so doing so good in the flee sexual morality. Well, why don't you just keep doing that for that one? But why don't you pray, just praise the Lord? You at least obey one command. Now, you guys know what I'm saying, right? I'm not saying, don't worry about the fleeing part. No, flee. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I think a lot of people don't flee sexual morality because they don't praise the Lord. Man, start with the easy ones. Does that make sense? Open your mouth and give Him praise. It's not very difficult. Does that make sense? It's not very difficult. I love that about God. He's literally like, now here's what I want you to do. Meditate the word day and night. Like, seriously, He didn't say like, climb 
fly to the moon. You know what I'm saying? He didn't say, never sin, never sin. Be perfect tomorrow. No, like he gives you commands that actually empower you to become holy like him. I mean, all the commands of God, forgive, don't gossip, flee sexual morality. We want to do all that stuff, right? But I love this kind of stuff. Praise the Lord. Okay, I can do that. I can start. You know what I'm saying? I was a new Christian years ago. I get saved. Oh, man, he loves me, forgives me. I can do this. I can start right here. And I can begin to give God my everything in worship. And as obviously as I did that, he filled me with the Spirit, and he empowered me and spoke to me to get me free from the other stuff, right? And empower me to walk in holiness. But this is so much easier than some of these other things. The Lord wants us to worship him, and we're commanded to do so. Notice what David says in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You notice that David is commanding his soul to do something. Praise God, right? You can do that. You can tell yourself. You wake up in the morning, say, boy, I'm tired. I need some coffee. And you say, bless the Lord, O my soul. You can wake up in the morning, begin to pray in the Spirit, right? Act, pray in the Spirit, help you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin to pray in the Spirit, Lord, I'm going to bless you. But notice what David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and how much within me? All. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, right? All that is within me. Why? Because God wants all of you. He wants all of your heart. He wants all of your life. He wants everything you are. That's your best. You ever, right? We, we all know that. We all know that in the natural. I think we know that in the spiritual too. But think about that. There's a huge difference. I remember uh, being uh, in, uh, where was I? I was in high school. Freshman year went to soccer tryouts. Okay? I love soccer. Not so good though. Okay. I just told you my, one of my secrets. So, <laughs> I love soccer. Okay? So we... I went to soccer tryouts freshman year, and I still remember the, the speech, basically, that they gave. They said, we would rather have a person who's not all that good, but that gives us all of their heart, works really hard, is excited, team player, willing to learn. We'd rather have that than somebody who has more skill, but is all into themselves and thinks, I'm, I'm all that already. Yeah? Right? We, we know this. We know this. You can see when someone goes to their job whether or not they do it with all their heart. Some of you are managers. And you know what I'm talking about. Somebody not giving all their heart. It's like a thorn in your flesh, right? Right, Jason? Right? You want all of their heart, right? You want them, give, just give me your best. I mean, they could be, they could be a, a doofus, right? I, mean, I don't know if that's nice to say. They could be a doofus, but you just say, just give me your best, yeah? You know, I, I, so I remember that, that movie, Facing the Giants. I love that scene where, where that, that, uh, the coach has... This, uh, the, like, you know, the main player get on his knees and do this death crawl. Oh, not on his knees, on his hands and his feet do a death crawl with, a, with a man, another player on his back. And he blindfolds him because he says, I want you to give me your best. Give me your all. And he just says, okay, you're going to go to the 50-yard line. But the kid keeps going all the way to the, to the end zone. And the kid's saying, am I there yet? Am I there yet? And he just, and I love it because the coach is like, just give me your all, you know, don't quit on me. You know, I love that kind of stuff, right? And he gets to the end and he, he falls down and he said, did I make it? And the coach says, you're in the end zone, you know? We, there, there's something, we all 
get excited, inspired when we see somebody give their all, don't we? And we all know, especially those of us who are bosses or leaders, when somebody's giving their all, he knows too, doesn't he? Way more than even we know. He knows if you're giving him, if you're giving him your all, your best. And, and think about it again in the natural. When we give our all or our best, isn't it, there's a lot of energy involved, isn't it? We give time, don't we? I mean, you know, when you're, you're trying to court somebody, you know, you're trying to win a lady's heart, do you just, you know, I'm really, I got a lot of things. You know, you, you try to make time, don't you? You try to make time, you pursue, don't you? There are certain habits, certain actions, certain attitudes that we all know are characteristic of giving our all. Yeah? And doing something casually, half-hearted, coming late, coming not at all, not giving God time, not just, hey God, how you doing? You know, oh, I read the Bible. Oh, I got to go to work. We all know that's not giving our all, right? The Lord wants our best. And that's why David would say to his own soul, soul, you're going to bless the Lord right now. I don't feel like it, says the soul. I don't care if you feel like it. You're going to bless the Lord right now. I don't know what to say. I don't care if you know what to say. You're going to do it, right? See, some, you got to... David's saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. There's that part of you deep down inside. I don't want to do it. No, no, I said all of you down there. You know what I'm saying? All of you in there, (laughs) you know? No dark corners. Nobody's holding back. You know what I'm saying? Imagine your soul is like a football team. Hey, you, no bench warmers. Get out here. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to run. You're going to (laughs) run. I'm being silly, but I'm saying all my soul, all that's within me, every fiber of my being, all my imagination, all my desire, all my emotion, every thought, every relationship, every, every action, every word I speak, all that I am is to be for God. Amen? He bought you with His blood. He created you and He bought you with His blood. Man, He owns you twice, Right? He owns you the first time, then you ran away, and he bought you with his blood, got you a second time. You're doubly God's, right? Like a twice-baked burrito, or twice, I mean, refried beans, or a twice-baked baked potato. There it is. That's what I was getting at. I switched to two metaphors. I, I like the refried bean one better, but you know what I'm saying? You the Lord's two times, basically. He owns you. He bought you with his blood, and he deserves all of us. Amen? And of course, that means every day and all obedience. But the Lord asked for this kind of sacrifice of praise. Romans 12, we know this one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, or literally reasonable worship. Paul's saying, do you see what God has done for you? Man, it's right. For you to give him your whole life as a living sacrifice. And notice he says your bodies as a living sacrifice. He's saying, man, with everything your hands do, it needs to be for the Lord, right? No covetedness, no stealing. Everything your eyes look at, everything your mind thinks on, everything your words say. There's not blessing and cursing that's supposed to come out of our mouth. Only blessing, only thankfulness. Everything we do to honor God, to love others, right? 
sacrifice of praise. But you notice he says a living sacrifice. Do you see the image that he's drawing from? He's drawing from the Old Testament. That means that you've got to take your life and lay it on an altar where it's going to get consumed with fire. That's why we don't want to do it. And I say, Lord, here I am. Here's my whole life, everything I am, to worship you. See, this is what the Lord wants, isn't it? It's all throughout the scriptures. You guys know that. I'm not saying anything new, but I felt the Lord wanted me to go over these scriptures. Deuteronomy 6, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Isn't that interesting, right? All of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength, your strength. Isn't that interesting? Your youthfulness, your energy, all that you have, you put all of your resources and all of your faculties and all the things that God has given you, you, you enlist them into the service of worship to God. Say, we're all going to worship God right now. Everything I am, my body, my soul, my mind, my thoughts, my desires, everything in me, I'm going to bring it to God in worship to the Lord. This is what Jesus said that the Father wants in John 4. But the hour is coming and now is when true, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. There's so many scriptures in the Old Testament where God says, man, their hearts, I mean, their words are near me, but their hearts are far from me. God literally says in one, through one prophet, I hate your songs. Because they were living lives of uh, oppressing the poor and covetousness and greed, and yet singing, basically they were singing David's psalms. And yet not truly worshiping God. Jesus is saying, there's a time that's coming. It's not going to be about rituals and animal sacrifices. It's going to be about spirit and truth worship. All of us coming and giving ourselves to God. All of, all of ourselves. This is what the Lord has always wanted. Even David said this in Psalm 50. I will not take a bull from your house. Oh no, I'm sorry. God is saying this through David. I will not take a bull from your house, nor goats out of your folds, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't need it. I'm not hungry. God doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need sacrifice. He doesn't need your songs. He's not insecure like, I need, it's Saturday night, but I'm really struggling, but Sunday's coming. My people are going to lift me up. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean like God is completely secure and confident. We worship him because we're basically giving to him what to do his name. And God is saying here in Psalm 50, he says, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God, and he says this, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high that's the sacrifice that god wants listen to this david says in psalm 51 when he's repenting of his sin when he had uh, killed uriah committed adultery with bathsheba he says deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed O god the god of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness saying god i repent of this sin forgive me all right and of course where sin abounds grace all the more david is crying out for god's mercy which god freely gives but he says this to god he's saying forgive me and he says for you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. 
See, the Lord delights in one who would come with a broken, humble heart, contrite, meaning, I need you. I have nothing without you. And I'm asking that you would come and forgive me and rescue me. And here's what happens when you worship like that. The Bible says in Leviticus, it says, if you give him that burnt offering without blemish, it says it'll be a sweet-smelling aroma to God, meaning that God is pleased. Here it says, Psalm 51, David's saying, that's what you really want. You don't desire an animal sacrifice. You delight and won't despise a humble, broken, contrite heart. Here's what I want you guys to remember today. Fire falls only on sacrifice. Fire only falls on sacrifice. Think about it. Moses, they built the tabernacle, and what happened? Fire fell, consumed that sacrifice, right? Solomon built the temple, tons of animal sacrifices, and what happened? Fire fell on sacrifice. Elijah, Mount Carmel, prophets of Baal and Elijah, and Elijah says, God, whatever sacrifice is pleasing to you, let the true God please stand up. And he said, show them, show them that you are God and that you really do love them. Basically that you're turning their hearts back by sending fire. And fire fell on that sacrifice. Why? Because that's the one God had accepted, yeah? What happened in Acts chapter 2 when at least 120 disciples are in the upper room and they're crying out to God in prayer and fasting for 10 days? What happened? Fire fell. Sound of a rushing mighty wind comes into the house. Something as tongues of fire comes on every, came on every one of their heads. And it says that they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke with other languages as the Spirit enabled them. The fire on their heads was a sign of God's acceptance of their sacrifice. Fire only falls on sacrifice. Let me say it another way. He honors those who honor, he honors, those who honor him. Oh, the Lord will bless you when you worship him. We've talked about this. I, I will praise the Lord who is worthy to be, or I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. That's why Jehoshaphat put the worshipers out in front, because as, as we worship him, he goes before us, and he fights for us, and brings freedom and victory. But listen, I will call upon the name of the Lord who is what? Worthy to be praised. Oh, the Lord will bless you. The Lord will fill you. The Lord will come through for you. And it's so good to be in his presence. That's why I said to you earlier, I want to be in his presence. And we need him to fill us so that we could live for him and do the things God has called us to do. But unless we give to him a sacrifice of praise, all of our hearts, everything we are, to honor him, that filling does not come. Fire only falls on sacrifice. He honors those who honor him. See, he'll take care of the you, him filling you part, right? He'll do, he, do, he does the filling. He does the filling. He does the fighting for us. He does the blessing. He does all that. That's his job. Your job is to give your all. Amen? We don't even need to worry about that stuff. We come to God and say, Lord, I give you my whole heart and all that I am, and I honor you as my God. And if you'll do that, he'll honor you. Let me just end with a couple of 
things that David, another, a few more things David says. Psalm 100, we read this earlier. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures all generations. Listen to Psalm 63. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Listen to Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp. And the Lord, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. This is how you worship God. Bringing to him praise and glory and honor that is due his name. David, King David, was teaching his people how to worship with all their strength, all their heart. Honestly, worship, what did he say in Psalm 63? I will, I will bless you with my mouth, and I will lift up my hands. You hear that? I will, I'm going to lift up my hands. It's expressive, isn't it? It's getting my whole physical body into a place where I am giving him something. What are you giving you're giving him yourself. My wife's so brilliant. Lately, she's been telling my daughter, Emma, fun or room? And Emma goes, fun? And then my wife told me this. So I tried it the other day. I want to see a smile. I had her do that. I want to see a smile. And she makes the most hideous smile. Because, I mean, she's mad, and she's, but she doesn't want to go in her room. We go, fun or room? We want to see a smile. Uh, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you're happy, you smile, right? If something exciting happens, what do you do? We clap, don't we? Woo! We clap. If, so, if I told you good news, what do you do? If you're watching your favorite football team and they win the Super Bowl... Man, we were so close last year. Right? <laughs> if your favorite, what are you doing? Aren't you not jumping up and down? I know I. Because we are physical beings. Expressive worship, honestly, is just honesty. It's giving God what's due His name. Did He create you? Should be jumping up and down and celebrating because right now, I got some breath to breathe. But your life could be horrible right now. You're not dead. And even if you did die, like we talked with our friend Brian, he's with the Lord. We have hope in him. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus Christ shed his blood for you. All your sin is forgiven. All of it. Just, just do that every day. All my sin. Boy, that's a reason to worship right there. That should get us so excited that he purchased all the promises of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. You have access to all the kingdom. Woo! 
Oh, yeah! I'm going to lift up my hands and bless the Lord, right? Did you see what David was saying? Man, it's good to praise God and to come into his presence with shouts of joy. Because we're being honest. Man, if the president of the United States or, I don't know, pick somebody that, you know, you really honor and admire. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I think we should honor the president, but, you know, the position and the man. He comes in. Hey, oh yeah, I mean, come on, right? You would give, you give gifts to people you honor, you give love to people you, right? There's something about positioning our physical body in acts of worship to God. Dancing, dancing, it says right there in Psalm 149, dance to God, dance, why? Because, because he died for you, because he's worthy, because you're giving your whole life to him. You know, if you're sad and depressed, just dance, just, just, just start dancing, you don't feel like it. That's the point. You just give it to him. It's called a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise. It's when you don't want it and you don't feel like it and stuff's going on that you just, man, I'm going to just go for it here. Shouting, thanking, praising, singing. Did you hear that one in uh, Psalm 149? Sing a new song, new song to God, new song. That means from your heart, you just sing what's on your heart. Music's playing or whatever. You just make up words to God. Yeah, that's what happens when you're in love, right? Write poems and sing songs or whatever, right? When you're in love, you, you do expressive things. You do new things. See, that's the thing. A lot of times in marriages, things get old and stale. And the same thing in our relationship with God. It gets old and stale. We need a new song. A new song tells you that your heart's connected to the Lord and something's flowing out of it. If there's not a new song, you're just kind of like dipping water out of a swamp. You know, Here you go, God. Here's some stagnant water. We need that flow of a new song, a new praise coming out of our mouth because our hearts are connected to him. What I'm talking about is just expressive. All of ourselves worship to God. All of it. And here's the deal. I was meditating in Leviticus, and I've been thinking about this all uh, for months as the Lord has been calling me to give to him a sacrifice of praise and awaken some freshness in my own life. Like I said, there's times I'll go through the motions. I don't want to do that. I want to give God everything I am, every day, a new song, fresh, all of my life to Him. And I've been thinking about this phrase in Leviticus 6, it says this, it's talking about burnt offerings, a fire shall always be burning on the altar, it shall never go out. Man. Fire shall always be burning on the altar. If my life is to be a living sacrifice, if I'm to be constantly filled with the Spirit, that the fire would never go out on the altar, that I would be constantly burning for the Lord, if you will, by giving Him a sacrifice of worship and praise from the depths of my being. And that's what I want us to do as a church. I want us to come before the Lord and give Him a sacrifice of praise. King David, one time, he said to a man, he said, I will not give to God what costs me nothing. And remember, he danced before the Lord, and his, his wife was offended, thought he looked foolish, and he said, he said, I'll be more undignified by th- than this. I will dance before the Lord. I will be more undignified. He's saying he was humbling himself before God. I think what hinders people from expressive worship is oftentimes fear and pride, what other people think. And Dave was saying, I'll be more undignified than this. Meaning, I'm the king. I don't care if they think I'm foolish. But he, he, then after that, he said, but these people that you said are going to mock me, I'll be honored in their eyes. He said, I'm going to humble myself before the Lord, but they'll honor me 
because I'm honoring the Lord. David knew who was king. He knew who was king. And we need to know who is the provider in your life? Who is the Lord in your life? Who is God? It's not us, right? And worship, a sacrifice of worship where we give everything we are to God. It tells God, it tells us, you're God. You're God, not me, you're God. And it tells God, I really trust you and I really believe and I really do love you, right? So let's do it. Let's give God a sacrifice of praise. Go ahead and stand up with me. <clears throat> and before we, uh, before we sing, I want to ask the Lord for this lifestyle in our lives. Just ask the Lord, just in your own words, I'm going to go ahead and begin to pray and kind of lead us in prayer, but in your own words, begin to talk to God and just tell the Lord, Lord, I want to give to you a sacrifice of praise. Just begin to tell him right now. I want to give you a sacrifice of praise. If you're like me and there's been some areas where you have been holding back on the Lord, just tell him. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. You deserve all of my life. All of my life. Everything I am. And so, Lord, we come to you and we give you a sacrifice of praise. I'm asking you, Father, that you would get a, 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 bring us into a breakthrough as a church, as a lifestyle of worship that every day, all day, all week, we would be filled with your spirit, praising you continually. That we would come ready and expectant and on time on Sunday morning to seek you with all, of, all that we are corporately. Just ask God right now. Just say, Lord, may the fire never go out on the altar. Just tell the Lord, may the fire never go out. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me, consume me with the fire of your spirit. Teach me to praise you. Teach me to worship you and to sing praise to you. May your praise never go, uh, uh, leave my lips. One of the things that I do when my heart's not on fire, I ask him for grace. I literally ask God, teach me to I do that with everything, honestly. In any area where I'm struggling to obey, I ask for more grace. I want to encourage you, ask God for grace and ask him for creativity. When I was a new Christian, I used to do, I still do it, but as a new Christian, I used to just try lots of things. I'd go to the park, I'd go hiking, I'd go, I'd do this, I'd do that. There's something about doing creative, new things, going places that brings a freshness to our marriages, brings a freshness to our relationship with God. And so I want to encourage you, try new things, try creative things, take the word and pray the word. If you don't have any language to praise God, one of the best things I've ever done is study the Psalms. Just open a psalm, begin to read it and pray it. But ask God for grace and ask Him for creativity and worship. And if you need some, grab a CD or go online. You can type in Pandora and type in Hillsong Worship. It'll give you worship songs. Or you can go to Bethel.tv or IHOP.something or other. And there are, there are literally, you can worship churches videotape their worship and you can worship with that and so what i'm saying is there's no reason why we can't get into this amen you can say god give me ideas and then you can go home and google it and turn on a worship service and just give it to him but i want to challenge you every day come into the secret place every day give god a sacrifice of praise even if it's just a few minutes you wake up in the morning or at night or before you go to bed and say lord i'm going to lift up my voice and praise you i'm going to give you a sacrifice all right so let's do it right now. All of our hearts, 